Hello, you guys. What is up? And welcome back to another episode of the You'll Thank Me Later podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Baker. And Lord, what an adventure this week has been. Guys, oh my goodness. I'm sorry if you hear any random noises in the background. Every time I try to record this intro, these birds that are stationed outside of my apartment just keep squawking. So this is my fifth time trying to record this podcast, and this bird is just going to make a guest appearance. But I hope you guys are having a great day, a great Monday. That's when this podcast episode will be going up as the start of your week happens. I hope you go out and get yourself a cup of Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever coffee shop you go to. I hope you guys have an amazing sunshiny week because the past week, this last week, Lord, it was a shit show. Let me tell you, not only was the presidential debate a joke between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but our president, Mr. Donald J. Trump, also has coronavirus, which I feel like is the most uh, truthful sense of irony just based off of everything that he has said and felt and believed in when it comes to COVID. Um, I am not going to preface this. I'm not a Democrat and nor am I a Republican. I'm very much so Switzerland when it comes to politics. Like I'm very neutral. Um, but I, even I like heard that he got COVID and I was like, yo, the witches in the world, they're working a little bit too hard now. Not to like mention the fact that there was a full moon the other day. And I'm like, I know you guys were casting some crazy ass spells. (laughs) So, you know, Mr. President, I wish no ill will towards anyone. I hope you have a speedy recovery because COVID is no joke. And I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. That's just me. Um, Other than that, guys, I have been, I've been chilling. I feel like this week, has been such a interesting week for me. It really goes along with this week's episode, which um, if you guys don't know, based off of the title, I have a special guest on this week's episode, one of my closest friends, Lexi. Um, Her and this girl and I, we have been through some some tough conversations. (laughs) We have been through it all um, in the two years that we've been friends, and I love her more and more each day for it, and I'm so happy to have her on the podcast this week. Um, We'll be going over just getting your shit together and, you know, just really focusing on figuring out life and doing what you need to do. Um, We talk about sobriety and getting sober We talk about uh, dropping friends and being able to end toxic relationships and being able to notice self-destructive behaviors and how to stop them. Um, So it gets really deep, but I hope you guys are excited for this episode as much as I am. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, But before we get into it, guys, I just want to mention real quick, my favorites of the week. And I think this is going to be a new segment on the podcast where I just talk about my favorites of the week every week. Um, But my favorites of the week, I have to say my top five, number one, hands down, is bento boxes, which I know is such a weird thing to say is your favorite, but I have been loving bento boxes when I order takeout during the week. So the job that I work at, um, they uh, essentially cater lunch for us every day, which is absolutely amazing. And I have been ordering from uh, this one restaurant. If you guys are in the Austin area, definitely check out uh, Miyako Yakitori and Sushi. And uh, you will not be disappointed. They have like a lunch bento, which first off, if you don't know what a bento box is, it is a Japanese thing, I believe. Um, and uh, essentially it's like uh, little like small nibbles in one big box. So like your lunch has a bunch of different compartments, but it all like is a cohesive meal. I'm totally butchering the explanation of a bento box. I'm sorry if I offend anyone, <laughs> but uh, in this particular restaurant, they have this one bento and it comes with this like uh, slow braised pork belly and it's like the pork belly rice, um, three pieces of tempura. So like two vegetable, one shrimp, a side salad, uh, four pieces of a California roll and 
miso soup. And I love miso soup. I can fuck up some miso soup. But you get all this for like $13, which is a steal. And the portions are so nice for lunch. I am so obsessed with it. Um, it's absolutely amazing. I cannot talk, like stop talking about it to my family and friends because I'm like, everyone needs to know about this restaurant. It's so good. Like it is just that good. I've ordered from it like four days straight, no shame. And probably the day you guys are listening to this on Monday, I'm going to order it again for lunch because I am so obsessed with it. Um, but yes, I have been loving them lately. I've also really been loving, um, fall candles specifically my really really good friend who I would love to get on the podcast one day um and just talk about building your own business and being a small business my friend Genevieve she has her own candle company on Etsy and I'm gonna try to remember to link it down below I did talk about it on my um Instagram which if you guys aren't following me on Instagram what are you doing go follow the official first off go follow the podcast Instagram. We finally created one. I have been talking about wanting to do one for a while and I finally just bit the bullet and was like, fuck it. We're going to create a podcast Instagram. So we have one and that is at underscore you'll thank me later. So it's just underscore Y-O-U-L-L-T-H-A-N-K-M-E-L-A-T-E-R. And it is the official you'll thank me later podcast Instagram. I it's my little baby. I'm so excited. So definitely go give it a follow if you guys want to get more like up to date information on the episodes do polls just like build a community over there, you know. Um, But uh, I posted about uh, the candle company that my friend Genevieve has, which is called G Rose Candle Co. All one word um, on Etsy. And I had ordered two candles from her. The first one, I ordered was Fallen Leaves, and it literally smells like, it's going to sound weird to describe it as this, but it gives me a memory of just, like, walking in Wisconsin during the fall when the leaves are changing, and it's, like, slightly wet outside, so the ground is, like, wet, and it's almost, like, mossy, and you just smell autumn. Like, that's the best way I can describe the scent. It smells so good. I'm almost done burning it. I'm really sad. Um, but uh, I got the fallen leaves scent. And then I also got the, I believe it's called the oak, oak moss and amber, if I'm not mistaken. That's the name of the second one. Guys, oh my goodness. I don't know how she did it, but that smells almost identical to the mahogany teakwood scent from Bath and Body Works. It is absolutely amazing. It is one of the best smelling scents I have ever smelled in my entire life. Um, All of the candles are like $14. They're beautifully made. The packaging is gorgeous. It's shipped out so fast. And I'm not even saying this because like, she's my friend. I'm saying this from like a genuine, like, you know, consumer perspective. It is was amazing. Plus you're supporting a small business, which I am always down for. Um, but the candles are gorgeous. Like they're just, they're amazing candles. And I try not to buy candles from Bath and Body Works just because I feel like they're overpriced and the scents don't last as long. Um, and usually I will go to like, uh, at home or um, Marshalls or TJ Maxx and get my candles from there. But the fact that I was able to get the exact scents I wanted from, a small business and it was done so well. I was so happy about it. So definitely go check out G Rose Candle Co. That is one of my other favorites. Um, Genevieve, if you listen to this episode, you're amazing. And I need like five more orders of candles. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the other things that I have been loving lately is Stoke Ice Coffee. I have been trying to make iced coffees at home just because I don't want to go out that much and spend unnecessary money on ordering iced coffees. If you guys know me, you know I am a Starbucks addict. I have literally spent more than I probably want to tell you on Starbucks coffees. And I decided that I want to start making my coffees at home. So I was trying to make iced coffee using like hot coffee and then adding ice, but that watered it down and just didn't taste right. Um, And I don't like the Starbucks pre-made iced coffees. I just, they don't taste like the way that it should taste. I just, I'm not the fan of them. But I 
was watching one of my favorite YouTubers, Sarah Ray Vargas. Absolutely love her. Um, specifically her vlog, Sarah Ray Vlogas. Her family is so cute. Oh my God. I, I want to be her when I grow up, but, um, she is always raving about Stoke coffee. So I was like, okay, I got to do it. Let me try it out. And my friend, Sam, she also loves Stoke coffee. So I finally went and got one and uh, I'm hooked. Stokes coffee is one of the best, like pre-made cold brew coffee mixes I have ever had. I don't like the Khalifa Farms one. I am not the biggest fan of it. Like I said, I don't like the Starbucks one and all of the others I usually don't touch. Um, I haven't tried the Chameleon brand yet, mainly because I can't justify spending $6 on that small of a thing of coffee um, because I can go through and make the Stoke coffee and get at least like a week's worth of coffee from it. Anyway, so I get the not too sweet one, which is like the red bottle and then pairing it with my vanilla um almond milk creamer oh my god so good and i finally bought like some cinnamon because i have a bag of apples that i need to do something with because i didn't eat them because they weren't like an apple type that i liked unfortunately um and now i'm gonna add like cinnamon to my coffee because that's the thing i'm just very very excited for my morning cups of coffee guys and stoke is one of the reasons why um so yes stoke coffees chef's kisses all around beautiful beautiful coffees um i'm trying to think if there was anything else that's been a favorite this week i really think those are my top three favorites honestly otherwise my life has been very bland <laughs> nothing of any excitement has happened really so i don't know i think uh I'm not going to complain about that because I'm happy that my life was a lot more chill because there was a period when like things were happening back to back to back and I couldn't wrap my head around it. So no complaints here. Um, but yes, guys, I feel like this intro was definitely long enough. So let's go ahead and get right into this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. I know I enjoyed it so much just recording it and filming it and talking to Lexi on it. Um, I apologize in advance if you hear any weird noises. We were doing this via Zoom. So, you know, sometimes Zoom isn't, uh, we make do with what we got because of quarantine. That's all I'm going to say. But I love you guys and I hope you guys um, enjoy this episode. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. All righty, guys. So I have the amazing, amazing Miss Lexi on the podcast finally we did record a podcast episode previously um and then zoom did us dirty with the audio quality so we had to re-record it and i can say i'm 10 times more excited for this episode than the last one because it's just ah i love talking about this type of topic so i have lexi on the line um let's go ahead and bring her on and we can get her moving Oh God. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on your lovely podcast. Love. You're like the modern black Oprah. Oh my God. Madison. I feel okay. Not going to lie. In like high school, my friends used to call me like a mini Oprah. And I was like, you damn shit. Come with me with all your fucking problems. Like I'm Oprah. I love that. Handing out stuff. So I mean, close enough, but I mean, just throw snacks at people. Actually. Oh my God. <laughs> You get a zebra cake. You get a Cheeto. <laughs> you get a honey bun now. Stay tuned. Yeah, no, I can see that. Um, yes, welcome officially to you Thank Me Later. We have been talking about getting you on this podcast since I said I wanted to create a podcast. Um, yeah. So I'm happy to finally get you on here. Uh, it has been, how long have we been friends now? Two years? two years two years the longest two years of my life i let it's me been tell a, you it's been a rocky two years it's been a, it's, it's been an interesting it's been like 10 years. years oh my it's god it's like 10 years in this two years yeah dude no i feel that so two years going strong um we met at a job i'm not gonna list it because you still work there but i don't work there any longer yeah so, uh, they don't need to know had- about my debaucherous behavior <laughs> No, let me not let me not get you out like that. <laughs> um, but yes, we met at this job and we became friends because Lexi um, had bought pizza 
and it was uh, Ian's Pizza. If you guys are from Wisconsin, you know Ian's Pizza slaps when you're drunk at 2 a.m. On the other times, it's fucking trash, and I stand by that. It's but mediocre at best. They have a <laughs> macaroni and cheese pizza, which is the most Wisconsin thing I have ever heard. And you can't go wrong with Ian's macaroni and cheese pizza. Lexi had a whole box. I took a slice, and it was love a first bite. But no, that was a long-winded introduction. So guys, today's episode, like I already said before, is going to be one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, Miss Lexi and I, I feel like we have these conversations so often. And I have this conversation with all my friends, but specifically you and Sam are two people that I have these conversations with all the time. We are going to be talking about getting our shit together because- I don't know what happened. Like I came into quarantine. I was like, ooh, we, I'm gonna get slim thick. I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna be healthy. I'm gonna stop drinking. I'm gonna do this, this, and the other. And it's month like seven. And <laughs> we need to do better. Okay. We are not doing what we need to be doing in quarantine. Let me tell you. So we are going to be talking about getting our shit together here. I'm so excited for this topic. Lexi, before we get into it though you know we gotta do uh we gotta do a little hot seat question just a quick one okay i'm ready i'm always ready one of my favorite things to do okay so (laughs) first hot seat question if you could switch lives with anyone who would it be kylie jenner really finances Ooh. I'm running every scam on her to get to make sure that money is secured in my human my normal name. So when I go back to being me the next day, bet we bet she broke and bet I'm a billionaire. You said I'm going ahead and transfer all her billions in my account. Yikes. I feel like that. bet they bet they hit that UW credit union quick. But then you gotta get stormy. So um. be a mom. Is that her name? Stormy? Yeah, it is. Yeah, she's cute. I'll take her. It's fine. Did you see where she had a $12,000 Hermes backpack? The baby or? The baby for her first day in kindergarten. I mean, she got it like that. Listen, my Jansport toting ass (laughs) have never felt so inadequate compared to a (laughs) child. I was like, I saw that on BuzzFeed and I said, oh, okay. That's how we, all those other little kids who's like, my daddy drives a Ferrari. Kylie's going to be like, yeah, well, Stormy has four in her name. And I'm going to be like, run along, little Jimmy. It ain't for you. (laughs) This ain't the life for you. You you did not come to, Stormy did not come to play. You literally came for a play date, my dude. Literally. Like, oh my goodness okay and then very on brand for today's episode oh god what would you change about your life if you could go Uh, um everything (laughs) you said my god pretty much like let's go back to august saturday august 3rd 1996 at 12 29 p.m oh. st joe's milwaukee let's go we're we back nine months past that i want yeah. to be the egg that lost make me the sperm that lost like let's take it back to november of 95 when i was oh conceived that is funny i'm a thanksgiving that. baby <laughs> i feel that i feel that so Ooh. I I don't like that question. (laughs) I told you it was very on brand for today. But (laughs) um, so I guess starting off, I want to hear your side of things a bit more and kind of figure out where you were coming from. Because um, if you guys don't follow Lexi on social media, you totally should. It's I believe your Instagram handle is Lexi Co Star, like an underscore is somewhere in there, right? Yeah. So it's Lexico, like like this like the gas station Texaco with an l <laughs> underscore star there we go underscore because so, you know why not why, that makes sense get it all out there you know represent for the squad yeah. but um, squad. <laughs> so 
Lexi is a keto's fanatic. She does keto's. She eats, sleep, lives, breathes by keto's. And <laughs> when she's doing what she needs to be doing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Preface. But um, you recently put up a post and on this post, you were talking about the fact that you wanted to stop drinking. You wanted to really take it seriously, getting back on the health grind and just really, you know, get your shit together. So um, you want to go ahead and just give us like the background behind what was going on with that? Yeah, like, so when quarantine started, just like everyone else, I was so hopeful and so positive and full of like white light and energy. I was like working out multiple times a week. I was cooking. I was fucking cooking. Like there was a gap in my Uber Eats account from when I was actually feeding myself like an adult and not just eating Thai food every day. Cannot really. Like quarantine um, hit. I was like, give me that delivery. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was like cooking and like meal prepping and eating like I had some fucking sense and drinking my ketones and like I was on it. And then I it was like a month and a half two months and I was just like I'm sick of being in this house I'm sick of working out I'm sick of eating right I'm sick of all of this I'm going to eat Ben and Jerry's for breakfast lunch and dinner which you know working with me I eat ice cream for breakfast frequently so like dairy free though dairy free we gotta go with it not always you know that's risky business beach nah we dairy free in this house look we're getting ice cream in this house cheese we're working on it literally right now in the freezer there are two ice cream sandwiches from trader joe's and a container of haagen-dazs spirits that has bourbon in it no i have the irish cream one it's brownies and irish cream ice cream Eh, bitch doesn't do it for me however comma my (laughs) unrelated to all this but the two that are my shit from trader joe's (laughs) which i would love to one day do a trader joe's like master list because I you know I stay at Trader Joe's um I want to get they have the everything but like hold the cone like ice cream cones or whatever they're these little like boopy ass mini ice cream cones I eat like an entire container by myself because the container is the equivalent of like one big ice cream cone and my thought process guys don't don't do as I say or as I do however (laughs) damn that's not the phrase but okay it is good it's so good I freaking love it 10 out of 10 recommend um but those are not dairy free going back we're working out every day eating ice cream breakfast lunch and dinner (laughs) yeah I quickly after like two months like fell off of everything stopped drinking my ketones stopped posting about everything stopped eating right and just like fell off and started just drinking pretty much was on like a months-long bender of drinking eating like shit not working out not actually giving a fuck about myself and like it it sucks but you re- like it's harder when you realize the issues that you're having and that you're causing to yourself but you don't know how to stop them you know what i mean Yeah, no, I totally get that. And I think the thing that really sucks is you go on this like self, (laughs) here comes the Oprah, I mean, you go on this like self-destructive tendency and you don't even realize how self-destructive you're being because in your head, you're like, this is just life now. Like, it's fine. Like you almost have blinders onto yourself and a part of you is aware, like at the end of the day, like I, I'm obviously not okay. But you're yeah. also just at the point where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to ride the wave. Whatever happens, happens. So I, I totally get that. And like I today have been talking to my girl Kelsey because she's been like kind of getting back in the grind of it all too. And she's like, you have so much potential and love and like you can do this. You just need to push and like get through it and like. Yeah there's going to be hard places that you're going to need to push through and you have to find ways to motivate yourself to get through it because if you don't then you're just going to stay stuck and I'm like you know what Kelsey I didn't ask for this today (laughs) all all I did was send you a picture of some keto snacks that you need to still try that's all I did I didn't ask for I didn't ask for this no I mean she makes a good (laughs) point and I think yeah especially so I was talking to um and there's one, there's something I am going to come back to circle back around, but 
I was talking to Sam about this last night and I feel like her and I have these conversations. It literally, you know how like couples have pillow talk? Me and this bitch have like sad girl hour together. <laughs> like we'll be FaceTiming, scrolling through on TikTok, not saying anything, muted, scrolling through TikTok. And we'll see one TikTok that's like sad little like violins in the background and like, you need to stop doing this to yourself. You're beautiful. And go and unmute. And it's like, let me tell you all my issues. Like that, that is our <laughs> bed night. So, um, but we were talking about this. Please so surrender. Quotes, literally. But one of the quotes that I swear by, and me and her, we found this like two years ago. Because one of my favorite YouTubers, if you guys don't know who she is, Miss Remy Ashton, who I hope if my podcast ever makes it big one day to get her on here, I'll cry like real tears if I ever got to meet this woman. Anyway, um, she made, she was talking about this other artist, writer, person, and uh, the quote is, what are you willing to do to start living the life you pretend to have? Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that for the first time and feeling like I just got punched in the gut. Like I yeah. heard that and I was like, fuck, shit. <laughs> because you don't even realize nowadays too, it's like when you are going on those self-destructive tendencies, you kind of give yourself a double punch because, or it becomes a double and sword, I guess you can say, because you go on social media and you are posting, you're posting happy things. You're trying to seem upbeat and like looking yeah. like you're keeping up appearances, but then you're also seeing everyone else and all these people who are like living the life you want to live, who are being so active and healthy and have their like finances together and it's making all these like big girl or big guy whatever you're into like moves and just like looks like they have their shit together meanwhile you're like barely keeping your head above water but you're like I gotta pretend like I have a life vest on in order to make it work so I yeah no I totally get it um I think that was just something that resonates with me and it's something I also like point to you and to anyone listening to this episode who kind of needs to hear it like what are you willing to give up or what are you willing to do to live that life you keep pretending to have because I think the second you stop and realize and separate how made up your life is versus the realness behind it the you at night the you by yourself the you that just contemplates life and contemplates what you're doing and why you got there and how are you in this position that's the you that you need to be focusing on because the day-to-day the you in front of people the you on social media the you that has that fake smile it gets so fake and so unrealistic and it's just it's something that you're gonna have to deal with at some point so I I totally I totally think that that's something that a lot of people kind of like need to understand you know yeah and like I will like look at something before I post I'll even like send it to you before I post it and I'm just like I'll like see it and I'm just like I don't believe a word that it just came out of my fucking mouth like I'm aware that these are my thoughts but like it's essentially like if Lexi and Alexis are two different people, like Lexi to the to a point, she has her shit together. She understands. She's responsible. Alexis, on the other hand, we don't know her. Yeah, she is a wild card. She's fake. She she is the one who posts on my Instagram that she's living her best life. Yeah, and that she's happy and. Like, I'm literally looking at my Instagram right now and I'm just like, who, who is this bitch? Like, I, I, yeah, no, I totally get it. And I know I had that awakening myself. Um, I want to say it was before I met you, but it was, uh, I'm really trying to think of when this was, I want to say it was right when I turned like 21. So right before I met you, um, from age like 20 to 21 year girl Kayla guys listen I am going to do an entire episode about depression anxiety and like self-destructive behavior in that sense separate from this but I was so self-destructive like I was going out to drink every night I was smoking and for 
like legal purposes I no longer do that <laughs> but <laughs> I was going on every night I was smoking I was hanging around people I shouldn't have been hanging around I was depressed I was toxic I was angry at the world and so sad and so alone yet if you meet me in person you follow me on social media like outside of my like immediate family and even then I want to say outside of like my bedroom no one knew like nobody knew what it was they knew that I was like going on the wrong path or whatever but they just it it wasn't something that they were aware of because surface level Kayla the Kayla at the tip of the iceberg that was on social media going out with friends going to get brunch going out to parties joined a for like a sorority me a fucking sorority girl picture that for a second join a sorority moved to Milwaukee and went to a college that I couldn't afford to go to but was like fuck it I'm just gonna do it because maybe this is gonna make me happy and then proceeded to flunk out of said college like I was so self-destructive I was like going and booking flights and going on trips when I did not have the finances to do it and I just didn't care who I hurt or who got hurt while I was trying to live this life. And it wasn't until like my sister actually sat me down. She sat me down one day and she was like, Kayla, I don't know what is going on with you. I don't know why you're acting like this or why you think it's okay to act like this. You're hurt. You're hurting. I don't know who hurt you, but you need to figure it out because I'm not going to be around this. And I remember hearing that. And like my family is a close knit family and my sister, she is not the one to like, uh, to really like be confrontational in that sense. And to hear her say that I was like, it, it felt like the biggest slap. Like, you know, when your mom looks at you and she's like, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. I think well, the whole, from, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yes. Like, And I think hearing it from her, was 10 times worse than hearing it from my mother because it's like that's that's yeah. your big sibling like you don't you're you're allowed to fuck up but you don't want to be a fuck up you know yeah and it was after that I was like shit bitch we got to get our stuff together <laughs> like <laughs> this ain't it chief and I I started seeking help I like listened to self-help podcasts and self-help books and I dropped hella friends like I became so not even antisocial, I just tightened my circle. And I think that was such like a huge thing for me that really, honestly, it changed the game. I don't think people understand how important it is to be able to drop friends and not feel sad about it. Like, I think that's something that another quote, because I'm just full of them today, was (laughs) Someone was like, it's like one of those cheesy Pinterest quotes, but it resonates with me because it was like, you are the CEO of your own life. You can promote friends, demote friends, fire and hire new friends all you want, and no one can tell you anything different. And hearing that, I was like, you are so fucking right. You're right. Like, I'm going to have my employees, I'm going to have my coworkers, and I'm going to have my executive board. And some of these people that was in my executive board needed to get the fuck out the room. And after I went ahead and like cleaned house, I found myself feeling so much better because I wasn't carrying that dead weight. And I wasn't having those little demons coming at me and helping just like further do the bad behavior that I was showing. So I I don't know. I think that's something that a lot of people tend to get choked up on. It's like, sometimes your outside has to get fixed before your inside can get fixed granted you may need to fix your insides before your outsides but not come see come fix everything just <laughs> fix your life fix your just life yolanda literally fix my life <laughs> like i when i moved to madison i was like i was so hopeful that like all of my high school friends like we would stay friends for forever like oh my god they're gonna be so happy blah, blah, blah. you're gonna be my wedding no I literally don't talk to anyone that I went to high school with anymore sorry I talked to one person that I went to high school with and that's because like we follow each other on Instagram and like Dude, she's cool now same I talked to two people that I went to high school with 
on a regular basis. That's my best friend, Riley, who was also on the podcast and my friend, Julius. And if it's outside the two of them, I don't even want to hear about what people from high school are doing because I'm like, I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah. And like everyone I went to high school with, like I'll every now and then just like start creeping on people's like Facebook or whatever. And I'm just like, so you are a whore. Oh, I see you. You did stick with drugs. Drugs were the choice that you made. Like, oh, you're in jail now. I literally saw a news article one day when I was scrolling through Facebook, not even like creeping on anybody. And this dude I went to high school with got arrested for robbing the Walgreens. I have no desire to ever really interact with any of you cretins. This one, that's the best word for them. And like, there was a lot of people that I was like, like my high school boyfriend, I was like, we're going to stay together. I literally, not gonna lie, have two tattoos, but he had, he wanted drugs more than me, so bye, like, it is what it is, but, like, it always sucks getting rid of people, but you know that, like, to be better for yourself, yeah, you have to do what's worse for someone else, and, like, that's what I had to do, like, I had to dump them, like, big whoop, I have two tattoos, uh, they can literally mean anything if someone just looks at my body like it's not the end of the world because no I, I agree I think sometimes you have to you have to hurt someone and you know it may be a temporary thing and I think a lot of that honestly let me backpedal I think something that a lot of people get caught up in when it comes to like cleaning house and trying to like get their stuff together is they get so wrapped up in how everyone else is going to be responding so it's like how are how is like friend sarah gonna respond to me like slowly just uh, backpedaling away from the relationship or how is uh, like brother mike gonna feel about this and i think uh, you have to first off stop caring about what everyone else is gonna say or do or feel because right now the focus is on you you need to be selfish you need to focus on yourself and get yourself together and if there are friendships or there are people that aren't like if they're not of adding value to your life like significant value if you're putting in 110 percent and they're giving you 15 drop them drop them like a bad habit like and you don't have to like straight up be like, I'm not friends with you. I mean, you can, if that's, that's your prerogative, but I mean, I like being aggressive. So <laughs> you can just ease back, like uh, slowly ease away, pull away, have those conversations. If you feel like it's worth saving, people need to be willing to have those conversations or on the flip side, be willing to pull away and do it in a good manner and if you are in a position where, you know, you feel safe enough to stop talking to them slowly and stop hanging out with them and phase out of texting them and whatever, then that's fine. I mean, friendships come and go. People grow apart and people are going to be in your life for years, for months, for different seasons. It is what it is. Um, I think you just have to be able to tell the difference between those and not hold on to something that the universe is trying to tell you to let go. Like, stop stop locking a door and opening a window. You know? Does that make sense? I feel you. Like, that's... Like, it... This girl that I used to be really good friends with, like we met when we were, like, 10 or so? 10 or 11? We were such good friends. But, like, every time things got hard for me she was nowhere to be found but then like if something was like going on with her I was expected to constantly be there and like I, I don't care about calling her out because fuck her but like her name was Lexi which don't be friends with someone with the same name as you it makes it makes your life very difficult especially if we, all, we had like almost all of our classes together so it was just like we were just the Lexis and like she spelled hers with an I I spelled mine with an IE it was just a whole situation all the time but like that's, that's not even close to being important with this like it came down to like I can't be friends with you if you're not friends with me like does that make sense yeah, no like that's straight facts like we can't do this and like she texted me one day and she's just like hey how are you I was like why are you even bothering 
Like we literally have not talked at like that point we hadn't talked in like six months. And I'm just like, why are you even bothering to text me at this point? If you are so easily able to like just let go of friendship with me, we never had friendship to start with. And like I'm realizing that more and more now that I'm like not living in Wisconsin. It's like these people that I used to talk to every day, I'm like, we don't talk that much anymore. So like when I come back home, are we even gonna be friends anymore? And like that right there has been that hasn't helped my whole issue like with my bender and like my drinking and all that shit like it hasn't helped at all because it's coming down to like if I don't come back to Wisconsin Wisconsin which is a total possibility like what do I have anymore or like when I do come back if I do come back what do I have there like is there even a reason at this point for me to go back yeah because I feel like yeah my like my family's there but like if if I'm just going back for my family, like, I care about, like, maybe seven people in my family. Like, it is what it is. On the record, people. <laughs> it is what it is. They know. They understand. Like, we'll say ten. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be generous. We'll say ten. But, like, is that worth staying in a place that I'm not happy? I'm not saying that I'm, like, living my best life down here either because like I said this hasn't helped it hasn't hurt but it hasn't helped I've just plateaued in depression yeah and like that's a thing that happens and I don't think people realize like you just become so used to your depressed state that it just feels normal to you and you just are stuck in that rut constantly and like it fucking sucks yeah to like to be complacent in depression fuck like when your SSRI stop working <laughs> it's hard because it's just like what am I doing why am I bothering what am I keeping going for no and not just I completely agree. yeah I'm, it's like I'm not saying I'm suicidal but I'm just saying like you get to a point where you're like why and like I hit that wall last weekend I hit my what the fuck am I doing why am I doing this like being hung over for five days straight yeah yeah like that's not that's not cute so would you say like, that it, was the part that made you realize the most like I like at what point so let's let's prep it so what exactly happened when you went on your bender so because I was getting snapchats pulled in of you like first off North Carolina's bars are open can we like preface that for a second what the fuck <laughs> there's a whole ass pandemic and I ain't seen nobody in the background of those videos wearing masks, you sick fucks. I don't know why you weren't. We I, were on a we we're on a rooftop patio. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, we weren't inside at all. I was just like, I didn't know that the bars were open, and then I just found out Texas bars are open too, and it's like, y'all, it ain't. Yeah, open. Wisconsin bars have been open. Wisconsin, listen, all my listeners in Wisconsin, y'all can't say <laughs> shit about Texas, and I stand by that because. When Wisconsin opened, the first thing, they didn't even get to talking about phases. Wisconsin opened and the bars were like, here, here, we're open too. Texas didn't even do that. Texas bars opened and then a week later, they closed again. So the next time one of you little Wisconsinites want to come at me and be like, COVID in Texas is rampant. I'm going to be like, think about the fact that your bars opened before you even had an ex- like an exact plan set in place on how you were going to slowly insert yourself back into the working world i get heated over that topic continue like uh uh-uh it was too much um what was i even saying oh i was talking about starting my my whole bender situation like i last weekend was just a whole mess that was like the tip of the iceberg and i just like i was the titanic i went i sank deep down into that shit like I started the night I was cool I was like we're not gonna get like that fucked up like it's gonna be just a chill night because in North Carolina right now the drinking like the whole ordinance of the bars being open is that they can only serve you alcohol until 10 p.m and with that it's because that way that you can still like they assume that if you can't drink late you won't drink a lot 
I can hammer down some alcohol in a very short amount of time. Like, just because I'm in North Carolina don't mean I still ain't Wisconsin. I will drink anybody under the table for funsies. It's not safe. It's not healthy. It's not normal. But I will do it. And that is what happened last weekend. We met some dudes from Alabama. They were like, oh, y'all are from Wisconsin. Y'all are innocent. No, the fuck we're not. And then I learned that day what my alcohol limits are like truly my alcohol limits we've learned in the past i can't drink absinthe it will make me do devilish things to my bathroom we, we just won't go there i had but, it one time and i remember thinking that i first off i fucked up because i drank absinthe and i smoked for the first time so the oh crossfade God. was disastrous however you were trying I, to die <laughs> i thought that i so the house we were at because i was at a house party remember guys i was a party girl um love that i thought that we were on the second floor and they had this little like rinky dink ass patio and allegedly i had to get talked down from the patio because i thought i could fly <laughs> and that was the first and last time that i had absence continue yeah my first time having having absinthe was your 22nd birthday at merchant i drank two and a half zombies after we had done shots and i had just been generally drinking the whole night because you know it's my bitch's birthday i'm a drink she turning up i'm turning up um yeah and then i threw up on the side of my bed i threw up around the garbage can i threw up in the toilet a little bit around the toilet on the toilet it was everywhere. I'm pretty sure I got it in the bathtub. Like, you Were know. Are you going like full exorcist? Like, what the hell was wrong with you? <laughs> My 20 seconds was rough for us all, okay? Let's be very yeah. honest. <laughs> How do I turn up harder on your 20 second than probably you did? Yeah, you guys you... were still partying, and I was like, we took our drunk ass to like fucking Denny's and watched uh, the slowest cop chase i have ever seen the perpetrator <laughs> got away from the cops okay that's how slow this chase was everyone oh in God. the denny's this is at like two in the morning we're all in the denny's just watching this guy cruise down east washington <laughs> going below the speed limit <laughs> four cops trailing behind him and not one of these police officers thought let's cut him off no one and this dude just took a sharp left sped up and went like 90 and lost the cops i was like what in the gta am i watching are you kidding me and the denny's worker she dope as hell wish her nothing but the best don't remember her name gave her an amazing tip she literally knows what the fuck is my tax dollars going to i was like bitch slow speed car chases like uh, you're in these big ass chargers okay yeah big ass ford like escapes or whatever vehicles you're driving in you yeah i'm pretty sure they're either like trying to go to speed limit because you're behind me and i'm scared because my place expired and i don't want to get a ticket and you're gonna let miss daisy cruise through the light hold on are your plates still expired we're not going to talk about that that's not the point of this episode episode it's covid car care is self-care uh that's there (laughs) yeah no that's literally not important right now um yeah no my limits i learned them last weekend it is don't start drinking before 10 a.m because i did that don't mix because i did that so my limit here um two mimosas three moscow mules one drink that may or may not have had whiskey in it because i don't remember i will look that up and confirm um and then another out of vodka and red bull and oh no i had two vodka red bulls because britney didn't drink hers so I had two vodka and red bulls and then roughly this is an, a guesstimate it might have i think it was more but i'm estimating about 12 shots of tequila I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah. Honey, you should have had your stomach pumped at that point. <laughs> You're you know, that's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure I alcohol, alcohol. Yeah, I'm I literally stopped feeling 
like drunk and hungover like Thursday afternoon. I literally feel like I just had like mild alcohol poisoning. And I only say mild because I refuse to go to the hospital to get it dealt with. So I will just make myself feel better by saying that it was mild alcohol poisoning. But I'm pretty sure the drink that I had had some whiskey in it. So I'm going to look that up real quick. Um, I don't even remember what that place was called. Oh, Ink and Ivy. Also, if you guys are in North Carolina, go to Ink and Ivy. As for Q, he was a fucking delight. Loved him. And he didn't care that we were so weird and that Brittany kept dancing. Like, it was a whole thing. And she kept talking to him. He was clearly trying to work. Bless his heart. But um, do they not have their drink menu? That's rude. Um, but yeah, no. Go to Ink so and Ivy. Ask for Q. the entire alcohol selection at the bar. <laughs> Pretty much. The thing is, though, most of those shots were not at the bar. They were at the random guy that we met at the restaurant before the bar's friend's apartment. Which, let the record show, because this is, I will say, I I totally understand why this point was a pivotal, like, not this point, but this night was a pivotal night for you to be like, I have to get my shit together. Because, guys, I was concerned. And I I won't go into depth about my level of concern until after you finish telling your story, because I want to tell you from my perspective, because I was ready to call, like, an uber for you at one point in the night i was like i stayed up until you text me that you made it to your hotel like yeah so you guys are slosh at this point yeah so like by the time we left the bar at like roughly like 9 30 because you know those 10 o'clock alcohol laws we Brittany wanted to smoke so we went to the guy's friend's apartment because it was like right across the street from the bar we were at and at that point I was like getting annoyed because I was like I am tired I'm hungry again because at that point like it had been a few hours and like drinking makes me hungry it's weird I either have to poop or I'm hungry and I that case I just got super hungry but then being the gracious guest the guy whose apartment it was he was just like you guys want to do shots and like sure like, I don't, I'm not going to be, like, rude and be like, no, fuck you, because that's disrespectful as hell. My mama raised me better than that. She raised me better than this entire night, honestly, but we're not going to go there. Um, so he's like, I'm not going to drink alone. So then I end up going shot for shot with him. And then there was, like, an extra shot left over, and nobody was claiming it. And he's like, okay, someone clearly is, like, lying that they didn't take their shot. And so we're all just like, blah, 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 blah. Like, it was their shot. It was their shot. And um, it ended up, I was just like, fuck it. I took the shot. And then I was like, okay, I'm done drinking now for a while. Like, whatever, I'm done. So then I'm laying on the couch because, you know, I'm at this point disgusting. Like, I feel gross. Like, it was hot outside. My hair was, like, wet. Have you ever, like, been so hot that everything just feels wet? Because that's the point that I had reached. Like, I had taken my bra off. It was in my purse. Like, yeah. that's that's where we were. Okay. And everyone's, like, out on the patio. Like, the dude whose apartment it is, he's, like, in the kitchen, like, making us food. Mm-hmm. I sit down for a second. And, like, it's that when you, when you finally do, like, take that break to, like, relax yourself after you've been drinking and everything around you is still moving, but you're not. It was that moment. And I ran to his bathroom, slammed the door, locked it and just like violently threw up like just everything and like I like looking in the mirror like who the fuck are you you are in some dude's apartment in a city you are not from and don't live in really because like I live in the outskirts of Charlotte so like that was my first time being like in downtown Charlotte since last year. Like I've never needed, since in the two months I've lived here, I've never needed to go into downtown. So I was just like, whatever, fuck it. And being like in that moment, like who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Why are you letting this be who you are right now? Like you don't do this shit. And like things that happened earlier in the day, like earlier in the night. Yeah. It's, it's not me. 
you had like an out of body like situation where you like were seeing yourself from an outside perspective and was like what the fuck is this yeah like I had become the girl that I make fun of when I go out yeah and I was like I can't do this like this can't be what I do but I also in that same breath I was like I was like I'm having a good time blah 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 I'm not having a good time like I'm texting you that like I don't want to do this I don't want to be there anymore but then I'm like I have to I can't be that person that like stops everybody's party you know what I mean (laughs) that's good though like I think and the big thing too is like when you're getting your shit together I think you have to applaud yourself for the small things like people go into it with this expectation of like everything is going to be a huge accomplishment and it's going to all be pretty and neat and you know it's going to be this perfect thing and it's like no it's it's going to take time you have to like baby step it you'll get there when you get there and I think if you're not able to um if you're not able to figure out like the baby steps along the way and give yourself a proper applause and stuff as you're doing the baby steps along the way yeah. um people don't give themselves enough credit for the small things and it's really the small things that over time is going to add up to the big things and so you literally going seven days and you've been like on your shit in those seven days like once you you know picked yourself back up and got off of the bathroom floor you were definitely able to go and like you know just really get your shit together so I I applaud you for that you've been posting on like Instagram you've been making like eating all your foods posting your foods like actually engaging on it and I think the most honest I've seen you on social media was definitely when you made that post online and was like, guys, this is, uh, this is the true me. This is the honest me. So I applaud you. I hit that point. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I've gotten, I've, I've, getting, I've gotten my shit together this week. Like I'm slowly but surely getting back into what pre-quarantine Lexi thought her life was going to be at this point. Like, I'm, that's my goal is to get to that point. I want to be the person that pre-quarantine Lexi wanted me to be right now. And that person is not 10 pounds up since quarantine, but you know, (sighs) that's a whole other fucking situation. And like, I'm getting there. Like, I'm, I need to figure out what I'm going to, post next so I feel like I should like keep up my consistency because like I've been fairly consistent with like two to three or more posts a week and like I feel like it's one of those weird things like no one cares what I have to say my friends do kind of at least one person's looking at that and being like because I mean the same could be said for like this podcast like no one really gives a damn about what I'm saying but at least one person can listen to this podcast and be like you know, this is exactly what I needed to hear. You're saying everything I needed to have said. I'm like, if this is, like, if my goal with, like, my Instagram and, like, talking to you right now and doing this podcast is, like, anyone who hears this, anyone who reads anything that I post, anyone who listens to anything that I have to say, which, like, I rarely actually post, like, any videos on my Instagram, because, like, but, like, if you hear this, if you read this, if you read anything I post, message me. Let, let's talk. Because if you are resi- if anything I have to say is resonating with you, you need a me, or you need a Kayla to be your guide through this bullshit that we're calling a year. Because let's be honest, 2020 has not been the year that anyone asked for. It's not the year that anyone wanted. But you know what the fuck it is? It's the year that we all deserve for being shitty fucking people for so long. We're getting what we deserve. Like, it's a fucking karma year. Earth was like, fuck y'all. I'm sick of y'all shit. Like, get it together. And now here we are. Like, 
we're stuck at home. Everyone's being forced to, all those people that don't interact with their kids. Everyone's being forced to interact with their fucking kids. Oh, you realize your kids are bad as hell now? Oh, magical. Like everyone else already knew. Now you can see that they're bad. Your marriage is fucked up. Work on it. Fucking fix it. Like if you need, if you needed this time together to realize you need to be apart, use that. Like go, go with it. Go forth and prosper, yeah. my nigga. Like people are really having to like. People are. This is the point in time. Like I think for all the shit show that was 2020. 2020 was also a year where, you know, you were forced to have to really be by yourself. And take a good hard look at your life and the people in your life and be like, yeah, I need to get my shit together. And this is what we need to do to do that. You know, like one of my biggest pet peeves, (laughs) this is so petty of me. I cannot stand, like it boils my blood when I see parents at Target and the parents look put together. Like the mom has her, because everyone in the like freaking state of Texas It is like a requirement to have a Louis Vuitton never full bag, okay? Everybody has one. A five-year-old has one. They'll come in with this Louis Vuitton never full bag. They'll have on their like Lululemon leggings, their Lululemon athletic top, like their freaking Key or Quay, whatever the name of that brand is, sunglasses, thank you, slicked back bun or like a messy bun, AirPods in pushing their shopping cart in target that's already full of like five thousand dollars worth of stuff and their child is in their damn pajamas that shit pisses me off so much i don't get it like how dare you the audacity of you belinda of you stephanie thinking that you want to spend the time to get your full face of makeup ready the two hours you spent getting ready for target and you're gonna let little Susie walk in this store this sacred place okay this happy zone for people and you have on this full like $500 worth of outfit, just the clothes, not even the accessories, just the clothes. And your child is in a dirty, grungy, old Navy footy pajama. And they're like seven. Like, no, no, no. You dress that child up in Lululemon too. Cause if you're going to wear it, your child damn sure is supposed to be wearing baby gap or some shit not funny pajamas or when people let their kids go into target and they're they don't have on shoes like are you letting your child go anywhere in public without shoes on your child needs to be taken away i I hope your child has a tetanus shot i don't get it i don't like your child is a baby if your kid is in the public put some damn foot protection on put a sock put a shoe put a boot wrap their feet in a plastic bag for all i care there is no reason why i should see your baby's toes in a public spot there isn't i don't get it or they'll let their kid if their kid is dressed like got like one of the few days where their kid is dressed that kid literally will have their full like panties boxers booty to the wind and they're just like "Mm, that's so cute johnny (laughs) i just i it grinds my gears. It grinds. Like we're very much like typing this of like we know we see this person. Yeah. It's a very specific type of person. There is a very certain people. Person. Certain people we know don't do that. Yeah. And if they do, they get looks, and yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Like not. it's like it's a non-negotiable. Like if I wanted to go out, my mom would be like, "Go put on some clothes." yeah like go look presentable i'm not letting you out the house because you're a reflection of me now i'm looking mm-hmm. at you and i'm thinking you're an unfit mother because your child looks like that i don't care if your child was on the freaking pandemic itself i don't care if your child was on its last leg you put that kid in some damn clothes and that's the tea on that period slightly worse but also slightly better kids who wear halloween costumes in public like outside of don't halloween yeah like those little girls that are just constantly in like princess dresses you listen here carolyn up to a certain age you have Mm -mm. for me until you're five after that it's not being cute yeah no no thank you no it's five-year-old is the cap for me for most things i don't think after you're five (laughs) that you should be willingly picking up your child all the time (laughs) i also don't think after your kid hits one that you should still be calling them by months i think that's so stupid 
what child is so, 24 months old so the only reason that i so i found out why people do that and like i asked erica if for people that don't know my cousin's a pediatric nurse so she deals with kids for all this shit all the time they do it because a one-year-old that's 12 months is going to be different than a one-year-old that's 18 months i don't care there's going to be different developmental issues when you're telling me your kid's one because i just like oh how old is billy bob just say billy bob's one say billy bob's two that's it but in medical situations like even if you look at like a chart for a baby it will say um in months once until they hit like a certain age well sure I, I think they go in months until you hit two um which is fine that's that's fine and dandy if you're in a medical setting if i ask yeah. you how old is your child and i can clearly see that your child is like beyond the age of one i don't want you to respond <laughs> back they're 19 months what the fuck is 19 months now you're gonna make me do math like yeah, i regret I asking you about your kid now now i don't care now your kid's annoying you did like that. at that point like i if someone tells me that i'm walking away yeah dude i, I told my I, sister that i was like if you have a kid after they hit one we're not calling your kid anything else other than one like i don't care yeah. you can be it's 12 months one year old one and a half two that's it okay they have joined yeah. society they can start speaking <laughs> at that age they can start walking at that age they're gonna be a number there's no do we get into no. people who breastfeed until their kid is like old Don't enough to walk started. up to the titty this podcast if episode you- is long enough as is that is a whole <laughs> <laughs> that is a whole another thing i i'm not going to talk about it we got to wrap this up because this has been an amazingly long episode. Lexi, where can we find you? Um, follow me on Instagram. Please send me recipe ideas because I have run out of ideas, Loki, and it's stressing me out. Um, Instagram is lexico underscore star with two R's because I'm a hooker underscore. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Um, um, we talk, we've talked about this my mama wanted me to be a stripper I ain't got no rhythm it's okay we, we work with what we got I ain't got no ass and I ain't got no rhythm and one of my titties is bigger than the other one but we we are making it work here oh, Lord, in the streets help the child, help the child. <laughs> well yeah follow me on Instagram I'm eventually gonna start posting on TikTok but you know yes. I haven't gotten there yet yeah that's a lot of anxiety involved with that so oh, yeah, if I shit perfect guys definitely go follow her get all of your keto inspiration from her her foods are amazing she's literally a chef i drool every time i see her cooking food so definitely go give her a follow you guys can also go ahead and follow all my social medias it's going to be linked down below in case you don't know but if you want to do it now because you're listening to me speak because why not you can follow my personal account at kayla baker that is just at k-a-l-a-b-a-k-e-r that's my personal for or like uh, my handle for literally everything i kid you not Um, Otherwise, go check out the official podcast Instagram where I will be updating you guys with uh, new content. We can chat, giving you some fun memes. It's pink and beautiful and just aesthetically pleasing as I don't know what. And that is underscore. Thank you. It's underscore. You'll thank me later. Literally just underscore. You'll thank me later. That's it. So definitely go give the podcast Instagram a follow. Um, If you guys want to follow me on TikTok, it's at K Bakes, I believe. K-A-Y-B-A-K-E-S. You guys can see all of the Caucasian kitty shit that my cat does on there. But thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of You'll Thank Me Later. I love you guys so much and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.